Welcome to Thousand Hills Ranch Church. We hope this message opens your heart and changes your life. Well, I want to show you a picture of something maybe you guys uh, have seen before. Go ahead and show that, that first picture. Anybody ever seen one of those? That's called a gate. <laughs> Some of you guys are like, nope, never seen one of those. That is actually uh, the gate at uh, the pasture that I have right, uh, right out in front of my house. And, uh, you know, uh, in the world of ranching, oftentimes we uh, set out with a group of cowboys or cowgirls and we set out to gather a pasture. And if you've ever done that uh, horseback, then you know it's an awesome time. Uh, but for me, at least, it's an awesome time because I love uh, being able to go out and cowboy and do that uh, kind of thing. But a lot of times when you get out in a pasture, you have to go through gates, right? to get to some cows, right? And so in, in the case of, uh, you know, the cowboys that I get to ride with, uh, we are obviously horseback when we go uh, gather cattle. Um, it's just a better way for us. Uh, you know, I know some people use four-wheelers and all that other stuff, but um, we get to ride horseback and go gather cows. Well, a lot of times we, you know, we come up to a barbed wire gate like this, and what typically happens, and there's a, a, what they call the code of the West. And if you've never been a part of ranching, I want to explain some of the things to you that I, I don't know all myself, um, but at least I've, I've tried to learn and respect and value the cowboy way of life. Um, and so a lot of times when you roll up to a gate like this, um, if you are in a pasture and the guy that, that takes care of that pasture, he's called a camp man. In other words, this is his camp. He's going to take care of this camp right here. And so a lot of times what happens is you'll all ride up. Let's say there's six or eight guys. You'll ride up to a, a wire gate like this. And the camp man is usually the man who gets off his horse and opens the gate. Right? Are you with me so far? And you say, well, why is the camp man the guy that opens the gate? Well, typically he knows how to open the gate. Right? Have you ever been, you know, asked to open a gate and it takes you like 30 minutes to open it because you're like, I don't know how to get this gate open. I don't even know if I'm supposed to open this side or this side or if that chain comes off or it's locked or it's dummy locked or, you know, this or that. I solved that problem and you can't really see it um, very well. I've got a little pointer here. Um, but right over here, I got a little um, mechanism. I don't know if you've ever seen one, but it's a, it has a crank on it. And so it has this wire crank and you pull a pin and then you can, un you know, wind it and the gate comes loose. Anybody ever seen one of those? Well, you need to get one because here's why. Your wife can open the gate. I mean, she's always like, I can't get it. It's too tight. And I'm like, I'll fix that. And so I bought one of those so she can open the gate. Well, a lot of times, and like I say, when you're out gathering cattle, the camp man is usually the guy that opens the gate. And you say, well, why? Well, again, he knows if there's like a cheater bar, you know, or if the, you know, pin has to be pulled or however, he knows how to open the gate. And he steps off his horse and he opens the gate and all the other cowboys ride through. And then he'll either close the gate um, because he doesn't want, the, you know, cows to get mixed in different pastures or he'll pull the gate back so that when we get the cattle gathered, we can bring the cattle right through the gate. Now, here's the thing. I, I want to start a series today entitled The Gate Opener. The Gate Opener. The, you know, we ride to serve. And you say, well, what's the point of it? Well, just like that cowboy has to humble himself, right? The camp man, he humbles himself, he gets off his horse, and he opens the gate so that other guys can ride through nice and easy. We are called to serve people. Amen. And so today, we're going to start a series called The Gate Opener. We Ride to Serve. And, and let's be honest, I, I don't know if you're like me, but 
our nature as human beings is selfish. Anybody with me? Am I the only one who's selfish? I, I, I say that a lot, and I know because I am. I, I don't, I, I, I'm not proud of it, but I'm a self-centered person. Um, I, it's usually, you know, I want it my way. Anybody relate to this? <laughs> Some of you guys are like, nope, I'm a servant to everybody. <laughs> it's everybody's way. I just want everybody to be happy. Well, God bless you. Because some of us aren't like that. And, you know, it, I like things my way, you know, I, you know, and I'd bet that a lot of you are a lot like me. Well, uh, and one of the things I've learned is we're born this way. Whether you're high on the list of being selfish or not really high, we're all born this way, right? I mean, I don't have to teach my kids the word mine. Yeah, I mean, how many times have you ever heard that word? I mean, your kids are like, don't play with that. That's mine. This is mine. I, I, you know, I never had to teach my kids to say the word mine, but they just know it because it's our nature. Um, and I think in a world of social media, I really think that, that we've gotten even more selfish. Um, I think it's become, we've become even more self-centered. And you say, well, how do you know? Well, if I take a picture, if I grab my phone and I take a picture of myself, what's it called? A selfie. Just take the word social media. What's it centered around? Me, right? Social media. I, I, I don't know if you look at it, but I see a lot of times, and we do it ourselves, and sometimes it's innocent, and we just like to have fun. But a lot of times, we, we center our lives around ourselves. Well, here's what I know about Jesus. Jesus says to us that life isn't about us, right? It's not about us. One of the quickest ways to find ourselves unfulfilled and disappointed is when we are consumed with ourself. Yeah, I, again, when I get consumed with myself, I am, I, I am least fulfilled when I'm in that nature of, of you know, being self-centered. Uh, Jesus, he, he, pretty, he pretty much used some, uh, some pretty hard words that you may, you know, read, and, and you're gonna, I'm going to read a verse to you in just a second, but you might, it might make you mad. Because in our world, like I say, a lot of times people have told us that this world and this life is about us, right? But Jesus says otherwise. Look in um, Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. Look at what Jesus says about us. He says, then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must what? Must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Here's the, here's the key to fulfillment. You ready? Denying yourself. That's what Jesus says. He says, if you want to be a follower of me, then you need to learn to deny yourself. And I know when we hear that, if, when I hear that, because again, I'm selfish and self-centered, I want to buck the system. Again, I don't know if you're like me or not, but when you say no to me, I'm like, really? So I don't get my way? Again, it's because we have been taught, or our nature says that it is about us. But God says, if you want to be uh, a disciple of mine, if you want to follow me, you have to deny yourself. God wants us to live for his way, not our way. Now, here's the thing. As a pastor, a lot of times I look around and I, I look at our church and I want to figure out ways that I believe that we can grow better, right? I mean, that's part of my job. 
I want to see where maybe we're weak in this area or we could grow in this area. And I want to find those areas in our lives, in the life of our church, and I want to make them better. Well, as the leader of our church, as I evaluate the ministries that we have here, I see a lot of people uh, serving. I see a lot of people sweating. I see a lot of people giving. I see a lot of people, you know, you know, giving of their time, giving of their resources, all those things. But here's what I want to say. We need more and more people to serve. I don't know if you walk through the doors, uh, obviously you do every Sunday. I don't know if you notice it, typically it's the same people always serving. I mean, every other week it's the same person. And you say, well, why is that? Well, because we don't have enough people to serve. And it's one of those areas that I believe that we can grow in. And you say, well, why do we need to grow in it? It's okay, everything's working okay. Well, if you, if you think that, that's probably because you're not serving, right? I mean, it's like everything's really good because again, it's, I don't have to do squat, right? I mean, I just get to show up and I get, you know, served and everybody welcomes me. What's the problem, right? But here's the thing. God has called each of us to serve. He's called each of us to be a gate opener. And here's what I believe. I believe that God is preparing us for a season of growth. And I believe that we have a great mission that God has called us to do in our church. Um, I, I believe that we have amazing church already started. I mean, we're seven years going on eight years old. But I believe that we have just began, right? And, and, and so, you know, we got some great people serving, but here's the deal. For us to move forward and to be able to handle more growth, we need more people willing to open gates for others. Are you with me? We need more people to begin to serve. Because when God says, hey, I'm, I'm ready to make you grow, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some things, I'm going to bring more people to you, you're going to be blessed with, you know, all kinds of people. We need more people to be able to serve those people. And so you say, well, what do you mean? Well, we've added a new value to our code. We have a, a Thousand Hills code. And you say, what is that? Well, it's the values that we ride by for fulfilling our mission. And we've added a new one. And it says this, we ride to serve. We ride to serve. And we want, at Thousand Hills, uh, we want to create a culture of servanthood. In other words, when you walk in, I want you to not only to be able to take in what God wants to say to you, but I want you to have an opportunity to serve. I want to hear it. I, I want to hear the servanthood going on. I want to hear, you know, I want to feel it. I want to sense it, and I want to see it, because this value of serving others, again, it should be in every area of our ministry. And so you say, well, what must we do to have this culture? Well, I'll give you a couple points and I'll be done, all right? What must we do to have a servant culture? Well, here's number one. We lower our position to fulfill our mission. We lower our position to fulfill our mission. Now, I don't know if you caught it, but a lot of times in the illustration that I used about the, the camp man opening the gate, uh, if you're on horseback, what do you have to do to open the gate? You got to get off, right? Now, if you've ever been around cattle or anything else, typically, if you can stay on your horse, it's always better. 
<laughs> right? I mean, you don't get, you don't get kicked. Uh, you know, you, I mean, I guess you still could, but it's going to be a lot easier to get kicked if you're on, gr- on the ground, right? Uh, you don't get stepped on. You don't, you know, get ran over. All those things if you're on the ground. Well, the guy that opens the gate has to get off his horse. Now, that's probably not the most dangerous area to do it, but he has to dismount so that he can serve other people. In other words, he gets off his horse, he opens the gate, all the other guys, all they have to do is ride through the gate, he closes the gate, and then he has to get back on his horse, right? So what does that say? He has to lower his position to fulfill his purpose, to fulfill the the purpose of opening the gates. Well, just like that cowboy has to lower his position to serve other guys, we are called to lower our position to serve other people. I'll give you an example of this. Um, a few, uh, well, it's probably a year or so ago, I was uh, invited to go to a ranch and work some cows and, and calves and all that stuff. And it was just an awesome time. And it, my friend Marshall, he lives in Canadian. He manages a, a big ranch there. Well, one of, the, one of the times I was there, I, I take some pictures every now and then. And then oftentimes they'll ask me to work as well. So I get the day work and then also take pictures. Well, um, we were at, at my friend Marshall's uh, and we were working a bunch of cows. Now, if you've never work cows, then I'll try to explain a few things. Usually you'll separate the calves from the cows. And then a lot of times, and and it depends on how many hands you have, a lot of times some guys will be dragging a a, a set of calves, right? They'll be dragging them to the fire and working them while other guys are, are working the cows. In other words, all the mama cows are in a pen, all the baby calves are in a pen, and guys are working the cows, running them through the chute, warming them, vaccinating them, doing all those things while a group is dragging calves to the fire and working the calves, right? And then, uh, you know, if you have two sets, they'll switch. So the guys that are dragging calves first, they'll switch and go work a set of mama cows, and then you, 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 you kind of just trade off. Well, uh, one, of the, one of the days that I was there, we were working a, a set of cows, right? We were running them down an alley, and uh, we were bringing them into the tub, and we were pushing them down the alley or a snake or whatever uh, to the chute so that you could work the cows, right? I took a few pictures while I was there, um, and this is, uh, I, I, that's Marshall right there. And so this is an alley, and these are a group of mama cows, okay? Now, you can see the guy's hands on the gate right here. You see that? Uh, I'll, I'll use my pointer. This is actually, if you guys are looking for a red pointer, you know, they're in the, the animal section because they use these to, um, to, what do they do, entertain cats? Yeah, how stupid is that? But anyway, so I found this red pointer so that I could, you know, show you guys what I'm talking about. So this is an alley. So back here, you got a set of cows. And over here in this area, we're dragging calves right here. Well, I was taking pictures this day, and uh, they were pushing these mama cows down this alley. And this guy, I was on the gate, uh, you know, the day before, but this guy is opening and closing the gate. Show the next picture. So they bring the cows past me and, and, and on the gate right here. This is the gate. And they bring them into this tub. And then they close the gate right here. And then they push the cows down this little snake right here into the working chute right here. Show the next. Is there another picture? Yeah, that was actually the second picture right there. So you see this guy right here? He's the gate opener. So he's going to open and close this gate to the tub so that those cows can walk down this snake and uh, get worked in the working chute. Well, here, one, of the, one of the days that I was there, they asked me to, to work the gate. Um, and so obviously you have to get off your horse and you've got to stand outside the alley. I don't know if you noticed that guy, but he's standing outside the alley. And you say, well, why does he stand outside the alley? Well, the cows are coming down the alley, right? 
they're coming down the alley, so you've got to be out of the way or the cows are going to turn back and they're going to try to go back over the cowboys, right? They're going to try to blow through them and, and not go down and get into the tub. Well, I was asked to work the gate. And uh, again, it's, it's uh, not the you know, most glamorous job to be able to work a gate. But one of the guys, he said, hey, would you mind standing here and closing the gate? When we get in the tub, you push the gate closed. Well, um, so I did it, and I, I had a, a cowboy come up to me while I was working the gate, and he's an older gentleman, a uh, great cowboy. I mean, he's probably in his 70s, and he still drags calves uh, to the fire and ties on. I mean, he's just that good of a hand. Well, he came up to me, and he, and he kind of said jokingly, he said, I don't care what those other guys say. You're a good hand, and you are doing a great job. Thanks for opening and closing the gate. And I thought to myself, I thought, man, that's worth all this, you know, crappy work that I'm having to do opening and closing this gate, right? And you say, well, what's the point? Well, here's the point. When we begin to serve other people, when we take a job that nobody else wants, guess what we earn? We earn the respect of other people. When I serve other people, when I give everything that I have and I begin to serve other people, whether they're my friends or whether they're the lost, guess what it does? It opens the door for me to be able to share the great news and the love and the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. Here's the cool thing. And you say, well, that's, that's a you know, situation where you were getting paid and you were there to work. Well, it earned the respect of a lot of those guys just by doing that and doing other things or serving however I could. But, but the point is this. A lot of times when you humble yourself, those guys, if they know you're a believer, they know you're a Christian, they know that you're not too good for them. You're not too good to serve them. And, uh, and, and many of the guys that I get to work calves with or go you know, cowboy with, guess what they do after, after you know, we get through Brandon or after we you know, get through doing that stuff? They begin to ask me questions about my life. They began to ask me questions about God. They began to ask me questions about their marriage. They began to ask me all these things. And because I chose, again, maybe some unwillingness uh, you know, at times, but because I chose to take a lower position to serve these men, it opens a gate so that I can share my faith. It's the same way with us. Some of you guys are like, why, do, why would I want to serve? Why would I want to shake somebody's hand? Why would I want to sit up? Why would I want to tear down? Why would I want to, you know, be a part of the, you know, ranch creative team and, and push a button? Because here's the deal. You're going to earn somebody's respect and you're going to be able to share the good news with them. And so serving others wins favor with others. And more importantly, guess what? It pleases God. <clears throat> Excuse me, it pleases God. Uh, we see this in another story where Jesus is teaching his disciples how to lead others to him. And listen to what he tells them in Mark chapter 9. He says this, After they had arrived in Capernaum and settled in the house, Jesus asked his disciples, What were you discussing on the road? In other words, they were having a conversation, the disciples were. But they didn't answer because they had been arguing about which one of them was the greatest. Are you with me? You got these disciples, they're like, hey, man, I'm the greatest. No, I'm the greatest. No, I'm the greatest. No, I'm the best. No, and they're arguing, and Jesus knows it because he's omnipresent and he omniscient, and he knows everything, right? We can't hide our selfishness. And so he asked them, hey, what were you guys discussing on the road? And listen to what, what else he says. Uh, and, and they were arguing about, you know, who was the greatest. So he sat them down and called the disciples over to him and said, whoever wants to be first must, must take what? Last place and be the 
the servant of everyone else. In other words, here's what we get confused. Oftentimes we think, well, I'm going to put myself first and then I'll be the, I'll be the best, right? I'm going to put myself first and then I win. I'm going to put myself first and then I'll be fulfilled. You know what the, you know what the Lord was teaching them? You want to be the greatest? Be, the, be last. You want to be the greatest? Just, you know, push other people up the ladder first. You want to get higher on the ladder at work? Push other people up first. No, you go. No, no, you go. No, you go. No, you get up there. You know, uh, t- humble yourself and lower your position. Take the job of a servant. Put yourself last. And Jesus says, then you'll be first in my book. And so you might be thinking, well, I want to be a leader. I, I want to be the leader. Well, uh, the, most great, the greatest leaders that I know are servants of those that they lead. Um, I heard a phrase the other day, and this is a truth. Uh, it says, if you're too big to serve, then you're too small to lead. In other words, you think, well, I don't deserve to be treated like a servant. I don't deserve to be treated like this. Well, again, it's an honor to be treated like a servant. It's an honor to serve other people. And if you're too big to get your hands dirty, if you're too big to, you know, to, to serve the poor, if you're too big to, you know, to, to sacrifice your time for the Lord, again, then you will never be big enough to lead anybody. And uh, I'll, I'll give you the greatest example of this, and it's a recent uh, uh, example, and, and it's a guy named Billy Graham. Uh, many of you guys know who Billy Graham is, but some of you guys might be like, I don't know who that is. Well, Billy Graham was the greatest evangelist that I've ever m- seen in my life. Um, he preached to millions of people. He would uh, put on you know, television shows, and they, they would you know, pack stadiums. I mean, 100,000 people would show up, and he would preach to them. I mean, he was the man, right? But, but the cool thing about him is he never took it to his head. It never went to his head. And, and by the way, Billy Graham just died a few weeks ago at the age of 99. He almost turned 100. But, but he was the greatest evangelist to ever live. Um, and he had every right to be prideful. I mean, he had hundreds of thousands of people that were led to Christ because of his preaching. But I, wanna, I want you to hear a phrase that Billy, uh, Billy Graham said. And, and, and listen to his heart in this quote. He says, I want to be a man not made by who I was, but who I served. Let me say it again. I want to be a man who's not made by, you know, or not made by who I was. In other words, I, I, who cares if I get a big stage? Who cares about all this stuff? I want to be known by who I served. In other words, I served the Lord and I served other people. And so Billy Graham showed us the truest definition of lowering your position so that you could fulfill your mission. And he did it. He did it. He did it. Um, and so we must lower our position. Uh, you say, well, what else must we do to be a gate opener? Number two is this, and I'm done. We must move from being a consumer to being a contributor. In other words, we gotta, we got to move from being just taking things in to actually being a contributor. Look at uh, or listen to the words of Jesus again. In John chapter 4, it says, My food, Jesus said, is to do the will of who? Of him who sent me and to finish his work. 
You say, well, what's that mean? I mean, my food? Well, a lot of times, obviously, we, when we take in food, we are consuming it, right? We're consuming food. And you say, well, why do we consume food? Well, so that we have the energy, the strength to be able to, again, just live life and survive. Well, Jesus says, my food is not to take in, you know, things that, I, you know, that are going to please me. My food is to do the will of God. My food is to do the will of the, the God, the Father that sent me and to finish his work. And so here's the point. Jesus is saying, what nourishes me is not pleasing myself, but pleasing God and pleasing other people. Well, here's the, here's the point. The same should be said of us. This world is saying, consume all you can. Take it all in. But God is saying, give all you can. Give me all you can. Serve me all you can. The culture says, feed yourself. I mean, take it all in. I mean, serve yourself. It's all about you. But God says, feed others. Serve others. It's all about serving God and serving other people. Our selfish nature says, serve yourself. I got to get mine while the getting's good. But God says, serve other people. Um, I, I'll just keep it real. You know, serving other people, it's not always fun. Amen? It's not sexy <laughs> to serve other people, right? I mean, it's not attractive. I mean, it, it involves a lot of things that we aren't naturally, in, you know, we don't naturally enjoy, right? I mean, it involves sacrifice. I mean, you've got to sacrifice your time. You've got to sacrifice, you know, you know your, your day. Uh, and, you know, in, in the moments of serving, it, again, it's not fun. It may be you have to get up earlier to serve. It may be that you, you know, have to stay up late to serve. It may be, you know, that you're tired, but you're going to serve. It may be hot. It may be cold. But here's the cool thing. The rewards of serving other people can be supernatural. They can be supernatural. You say, what is the reward for serving God and serving other people? Well, the reward is fulfilling God's mission and seeing lives changed through the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. And so you say, why should I serve? Why should I give my time? Well, because we're here for a mission. We are here and we are called to lead people to ride for Christ. And some of you, yes, Let's give that up for the Lord. Can we clap today? Again, some of you, are, you're, just, you're just more worried about yourself. You're just like, oh, I got all my own problems. I got all this stuff going on in my life. I can't serve anybody else. That's the best time to serve. You say, oh, I'm not qualified to serve. Here's what I've learned about God. He doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Right? He, he does. You think, well, I'm not, I, I can't serve anybody. I don't know enough of the Bible. I don't know, you know, really, you know, anything about, you know, Christianity or Jesus. Listen, God will qualify you. You just have to get in the game. The greatest way for us to be qualified is to actually experience it. We want to get in the game and begin to serve. And when we do, listen, again, we can reap supernatural rewards. People's lives can be changed. And so, you know, you say, well, how does that happen? Well, when we serve others and we meet their needs in life, guess what? It opens the gate to tell them about Jesus. Guess what we get to do? We get to see them walk from an eternity destined for hell to an eternity in heaven just by serving. 
Um, when we, you know, stand at a door outside and we greet people, uh, again, we have so many people that do this and they do it really well, but we have very few uh, people to actually do it, right? Some of you guys need to step up and start serving on our howdy team so that, <laughs> that these people don't have to do it every other week, right? But you say, well, why? Why should I stand at a door and greet somebody with a smile? Because here's why. It tears down those religious barriers that a lot of people hate, and they don't want to come to church because they feel judged. And when you shake somebody's hand and you make them belong, and you let them know that they're accepted no matter what they did last night, listen, it'll change their life. So many people think, well, if I can just, you know, if they can just hear the preacher. No, here's what we've learned. People, they get messages before they ever hear the message. And when they walk through that door and they know that you love them, no matter what they look like or smell like or where they've been the night before, they know that they're welcome here and they are, you know, belong here. That's why they come back. Because they're welcomed. That's the spirit of the church that we desire to have. And guess what? We have it. We are blessed. And people walk in and they go, man, I felt welcome from the the front door. I actually felt welcome from the parking lot when that guy on that horse was greeting me, right? Because again, that makes a difference. And so we get to change people's lives. When you serve in our ranch kids, guess what? You get to build a relationship with a child and you get to share the love of Jesus with them, share the Bible with them. And out of that, that child can make it to heaven because you served a little five-year-old. Again, some of you guys are like, well, I don't know if I, you know, love kids. Well, again, you need to love kids, right? If you're going to serve up there, you kind of need to enjoy them. But at the same time, we need people. And we don't just need women. I mean, you can ask my wife. She uh, is in charge of our ranch kids. And if any of you guys have served in ranch kids, you know this. When a man steps into that room, everything changes. It's weird. But it's, it's so true. When a man steps in that room, the people, the kids in that room, they begin to, you know, kind of look up and they begin to kind of, you know, they act a different way because there's a man in the room. And they know that maybe they can, you know, get, you know, the best of that little sweet little mom. But little, you know, big old man, you know, he's going to, you know, make me obey, right? <clears throat> and a lot of times they respect that man because they don't have a father in their life, Right? And so you say, well, I don't know if I can serve in there. Try it. Just try it. And God will, I guarantee you, he'll use you. And, and here's the cool thing about being used by God. You usually get more out of it than they do. When you begin to serve, you get more out of it than they do. We're going to talk about that in the next few weeks. But, but like I say, servant, it, you know, serving isn't always sexy. But guess what? It turns people's hearts toward Jesus. And so here's my question I want to leave you with. Are you a gate opener? Are you serving or are you being served? Are you willing to get off your horse and begin to open gates so that other people can walk through those gates? Right? Here's the other side of it. Once you get the gate open and you gather the cows, guess what? You get to push those cows straight through the gate and they get to be worked. Same way in our Christian, in the church, right? We open gates so that we can go out and we can gather the lost and bring them back through the gate so that they can meet Jesus, right? And so it's a supernatural mission, and it's going to change people's lives. And so the question again, are you a gate opener, or are you just a consumer and not a contributor? I want to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a second. 
Again, I, I know that, you know, some of you um, serve a lot. And I'm not talking to you today, okay? I'm going to let you off the hook. Some of you guys serve a lot. Some of you guys show up every Sunday. You're here early, and you're, you serve a, a ton. I, I, you don't have to give anymore. Unless, obviously, God's telling you to give, you don't have to give anymore. Because here's what I've learned about people. It's the people that are serving that, that, that hear this message, and they go, well, I better be serving more. i got to give more. i got to give more. Not every time. The message that I believe that God has given me is for those of you that don't serve. Those of you that have taken in for years and you've just, you know, enjoyed all the fruits of the labor of other people. But I hope what you're hearing from the Lord today is that he's saying to you, it's time to lower your position to fulfill your mission. It's time to stop living out your own desires, stop living out just what makes you happy, and start serving other people. And so maybe you're here today, and, you know, when it comes to serving God and other people, majority of the time, you know that that's not you. You know that, hey, you know, that's, that's something that, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not doing in my life. Well, Here's what I want you to learn, and here's what I want you to commit to today. Maybe some of you are here today, and you need to say, okay, God, wherever you want me to start opening gates, I'm, I'm here to serve. I'm going to serve you no matter what, you know, what the job is, no matter what I have to do, no matter what you call me to do, I am going to serve. How many of you guys with your head bowed and your eyes closed would say, you know what, Bo? I'm ready to move from being a consumer to a contributor. Would you just raise your hand? Thank you. Thank you. All across the barn. You're ready to move from being a consumer to a contributor. Thank you guys so much for raising your hand. Here's the thing. Yeah, and myself included, I want to be more of a gate opener. And so don't feel like, man, I'm the only one who's not serving. No, there are tons of people who aren't. But my, my hope and my desire is that you would begin today to serve other people. And those of you that raised your hand, listen, God's going to use you. You just have to fulfill the commitment that you're making today and begin to serve. And you say, well, uh, you know, I don't know where I can serve. Well, we have, we have a need in our ranch creative team to help with our media, just to push the down arrow on the slides, to learn maybe how to run the soundboard. We have needs in our ranch kids teams just to stand up there and love on kids. Just to stand up there and help them, you know, understand the lesson. Maybe to answer a few questions. You don't have to prepare a whole lot except through prayer and pray for those kids. But, but again, just show up and begin to serve. We, we need people to shake people's hands at the front door. You say, I don't, I don't, I'm not a people person. I don't like people. Well, we need people to set up and tear down every week. I mean, we hang signs. We hang tarps. We hang all kinds of stuff, and you don't have to do really anything with people. You just got to serve and, 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 and show up and, and be willing to, to work behind the scenes. Some of you, you need to begin to serve by tithing. You say, well, I, I, can't get, I don't have physical strength. I, I, I'm old or whatever. I don't have the physical strength to serve other people. No, listen, you, maybe your way of serving is to begin to tithe. You give that 10% and so that other people can serve, so that we can serve our community, so that we can reach other people. 
So maybe that's where you need to, to begin to serve. Some of you guys, here's, here's an idea. Maybe you just begin to invite more and more people. We have cards on our info bar that are called invite cards. Maybe you take a handful of those and you say, okay, I'm going to begin to invite all my friends. I'm going to write my name on that invite card, and I'm going to you know, write my phone number on that invite card, and, and I'm going to ask people to come to church with me. I'm going to invite them to come and experience the, the joy that it is to know the Lord. And so maybe that's you. Maybe that's how you serve. You begin to just invite everybody that you know to come to church so that they can hear the good news of Jesus. Again, I want to thank each of you that are serving already. And I want to thank each of you that raised your hand just now and said, you know what, I'm going to move from being a consumer to a contributor. Here's what I know. When you begin to do that, we can make a difference. We can make more of a difference because we have more people serving the Lord. And so maybe that's you today. Maybe that's you. You need to move from that consumer to, to being a contributor. I hope that you'll follow through with that commitment and sign up to serve on a team. Maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus. Maybe, you know, he, he, you haven't realized that he came to this earth. He lowered his position and, 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 you know, took up the place on a cross so that he could die for your sins. I mean, that's the greatest example that we have. I mean, he had heaven. He was, he was you know, amongst the, the perfection of heaven, and he lowered his position, became flesh on earth so that he could die on a cross for your sins. And so maybe you need to accept his love today. When the Bible says that, that in, in John three sixteen, for God sent his only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And so here's the thing. Maybe you need to accept his forgiveness today. Ask him to come into your life and save you and give him your life. Listen, I hope that you'll make that commitment. You say, well, how do I do that? Well, it's a simple prayer. It's a prayer of, of, of confessing that you are a sinner and believing that God sent his son to die on the cross for your sins and admitting that you're a sinner and accepting his forgiveness. And so maybe you need to do that today. Listen, I, if you have questions about that, that's why we're here, to answer those questions. And so I hope that you'll come to us and you will ask those questions. I'm going to lead us in a closing word of prayer. We're going to be dismissed, but I hope that you'll walk out of here knowing that God wants you to be a gate opener. He wants you to be a gate opener. Lord, I come to you right now and I thank you. I thank you for your love for me. I thank you that you serve me all the time. When I need your help, you're there. When I need wisdom, you're there. When I need uh, an intervention in my life or you know, some, some, something to happen in my life, you're there. And so Lord, I thank you for opening the gate so that I could know Christ by sending your son to die for me. And Lord, I know that many people in here are opening the gates for other people. But I know that we need more gate openers as well. And so Lord, show everybody in this room where they're supposed to serve and help them to get to work. Lord, thank you 
for what difference you're making in our lives and in this church. And we give you all the glory. It's in your holy name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. If you've made a commitment today, you can get in touch with us at thousandhillsranch.church or call us at 580-216-6427. We ride to be generous and we celebrate the cheerful giver. If you feel led to give, please go to thousandhillsranch.church and click on the Give tab to give your tithes and offering today. Have a blessed week.